You didn't want to know my favorite club? I, was about to say, oh, I thought you said you had no club? favorite club. You said. Well, no, I said I don't have any that I don't like. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I love all my children. But <laughs> I'm the one I love the most. What nah. is your favorite club? If I had to pick that, I'd say the one I'm having the most fun with now is the little 60 degree wedge, chipping and putting and hitting. Uh, I practice a lot on hitting like John Daly backswing to Tiger Woods follow through, but try to hit it like the four yards, full swing, five yard flops. And that's the easiest one to do that shot. So if, I figure if you practice that a lot, that's the hardest shot. Then it's hitting a stock seven iron or a hybrid or whatever. That's light work. It's, it's What's easy. your middle name again? Knight. Oh, damn. I thought it was L. So I was going to say, I'm going to call you Stephen L. L. Wedge. Stephen L. Wedge. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of Par 3 Podcast. I'm Ben Baller. It's my dog, JR. It's my man, Stephen Ma Ben. What's up, guys? What up? What up, dog? Yeah, man, we just want to go over a few things and, and, and um, just touch on some first memories, worst clubs, best shots, future 2023, all that stuff. And like, um, I'm going to start off, man, with what, uh, what was your first golf memory? Believe it or not, my first memory just came to me was I used to work at this golf course called uh, Hell's Point in Virginia Beach when I was 12. And so um, there was an instructor, this guy named John. He, he was an assistant pro. And I used to, um, I had to do stuff like I had to take an axe and hack up a, a, a stump. And so he's like, listen, if you're going to have to do this work anyway, and you're going to have to axe the stump, you might as well work on your swing while you take the axe and, you know, smash this stump that I had to dig out. So the first memory is like swinging the axe with my hips and let my arms release so that I would just knock the hell out of the the, the stump. <laughs> so like, that's basically the How, one that what, came. What year was that? Do you remember? I was 12 and I'm 46. So it was some, some times ago. <laughs> Boy, what, chopping wood, what about you, JR? What was your first golf memory ever? Uh, first golf memory ever. Um, I want to say it was like Tiger winning winning something. And at the time, I didn't know what it was because I was younger and I wasn't really into the game. But uh, I remember my uncle and my pops in the living room watching it and um, not really being interested in it. And then, like, <laughs> I remember, like, literally days later, my brother goes goes and plays in some tournament with him and his boys. And mind you, we're like 12. Oh, he's 12. I'm like third. I'm like 14. And my brother goes, plays in this tournament, wins, gets a trophy and all this other stuff. I'm sitting there like, for the first time in my life, I was like, I was never really jealous of my little brother because I was always like the big brother. I was taller. I could do this, do that, whatever, whatever. But at that moment, I remember I was just, I felt a little jealousy. I was just like, damn, that's one thing I felt like I'll never get is a golf trophy. And I was like, all right, bet. And literally, no, <laughs> since going back to school and doing all of this, I'm like, no, I got to get an actual trophy. <laughs> Damn. Um, for me, it was, uh, I don't know if it was early 80s or mid 80s. I remember watching, my dad was watching a golf. He watched golf every week, all the time. And um, I seen this dude wearing all these NFL colors. And he looked crazy. He had the beret and everything. And I was like, who is that, Pops? And he was like, that's Payne Stewart. 
And I was like, he kind of got swag, man. Like his, and then, you know, I would see him in each city he was in. He'd wear their home team like the uniform, whether it be the Packers, the Patriots or something. So I just thought he had a cool style. And then, um, you know, I, again, I wasn't interested at all. And I remember my, 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 my dad would go play this little nine-hole course in uh, Monterey Park. It's uh, San Gabriel Valley. And just, I don't know why, but the Payne Stewart just always, I think just because of style. So it was like, you know, kind of just like you, man. You know what I mean? Like, he was sponsored by the NFL. Young, young Payne. Yeah, yeah, that was his sponsor. So he had the NFL, but he would wear, his outfits would match the town he went to. And he would do socks and knickers and the hat. I remember all that too. Oh damn! Well, yeah, no, that was like that was my first memory, you know, of golf. Um, That's swag though, like early swag where nobody was even really thinking about. It, I feel like because yeah. golf is never. I don't feel like I, it's hard for me to realize like when you you know think of golf, especially back in the day in the early '90s or '80s or whatever, and these dudes putting these putting this you know, polos and, and their socks and stuff on and really, like, looking in the mirror like, okay, this is fly. Like, I don't think they was doing that back then. No, I mean, bro, he had the Argyle vest to match the L.A. Rams and then he, or, the, you know, Anaheim yeah, Rams, whatever. Socks. He had the socks that were Argyle. Like, he had, his full fit was complete color, you know, just right. matched. Even the sneakers he was doing, he would do, like, those Foot Joy classics and they yeah. would paint those to match the uniform, too. So he was doing, like, customized sneakers. And then Payne also is... uh he invented the, like, he was playing in the Pinehurst where he won the uh, U.S. Open, and it was raining, and he was wearing a rain suit, right? I mean, like a rain jacket. And then it started raining harder or something, so he, he got scissors, and he just cut the sleeves off. So if you see the photo of him, like, winning the U.S. Open, and he's, like, fist pumping, it's a statue at yeah. Pinehurst, the, the, the vest he's wearing is, like, you know, it's not even cut properly because he just cut it off. That, that then after that you see like the next two three years that's why everyone's wearing those like wind vest yeah wind you know rain jacket went vest which makes so no sense so he was iconic with style then for was, sure yeah him and Jesper him and Jesper Parnovic are probably the two most iconic in my memory of Jesper wearing like ties and wearing a bicycle hat flipped up putting the logo under the bent brim I was actually gonna I was gonna ask. I was like, is was Payne Stewart any good? But then she said he wanted to when he was so yeah, good. So, great. so he was good, good. But he was like he was he was a little tweaky where he was had like uh, you know, like I don't say demons, but like he there was definitely a lot going on, like in his mind and off the course and depression, I think, and different wild stuff was going on. And then he would like publicly talk about all that stuff too. So even with the fashion, they didn't, you know, they were very conservative and dude was like talking about stuff that people have a hard time talking about now even and then the poor guy wrecked in an airplane dude i remember that on the news dude, i remember he too. was in the air and, and the news was airing it says um there's an airplane in the air right now i don't know if they were like st louis or something and um they're flying and everyone on the plane was already dead but the plane was still in the air so yeah. they're sending up airships to have to maybe shoot down the plane and it was crazy like he what was it the um what's the it called again with the compression or whatever or inside the yeah. uh, they froze up there. Yeah, they froze shit. in the plane. They were dead, and the plane was still flying in the air. I was at lacrosse camp. Oh, that's scary. I was at lacrosse <laughs> camp when that happened. And I, I remember. Yeah, that's how he, that's how he died. And the plane, everyone in the plane died. It was like his managers and the pilot too, bro. Like it was. Yeah. Um. So switching gears, uh, want to talk about favorite worst club, right? And, and and um. So yeah, man, Jr. Um, what's the worst club in your bag? 
what's the worst club in my bag? Yeah, like what's the hardest one? You hit the one you don't, you know, your least favorite club in your bag. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Right now it's my putter. Like I hate my putters right now, and I and I, and I you heard what I said, putters. putters. I hate my putters yeah. right now, and it's like every time I get, I feel like I'm getting like, okay, cool. I like I, I'm used to this one. This is what's going on. I'll go four putt, like literally. And it's it, it, like the worst part about it for me is like when everything else in your game is coming together. And it's just like this one, this one piece <laughs> that you just cannot fit into this damn puzzle. And then for me right now, it's putting. And my, I don't. I've taken lessons. I've. It's almost like to the point where now it's it's like cerebral. Like I'll get to the tee box or I'll get a, a two fifty away and a par five in the fairway, and I'm like, oh, bet I got this. I'll get four feet away from the pin and be like, oh my god, damn, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like yeah, I'm struggling what's, right now. What's uh what's your favorite club in your bag? My favorite club in my bag, I would say probably like my nine iron. Any like nine iron or my wedges right now, I'm feeling really good. Stop. Damn, bro, because we were playing in Miami and we were like 275 to the pin. And I'm like, all right, well, I got two shots left. I'm not gonna make my GIR. Oh no, it was part five. And it was uh <laughs> he pulls out a three wood off the deck, center of the fairway. And it's slightly cut, but it got on the green. It went literally two seven. No, I'm sorry. He hit over the green. He went two seventy five with his three wood off the deck, and I was like, in shock. I was in total awe. I was like, God damn, Jr. I think your three wood or something is your favorite club. But no, nah, nah, I mean my my three wood technically is my favorite club because my driver can get a little squirrely. Yeah. But in order, if I'm gonna play well and keep it in, keep it, in, you know, have a good round going, I think the three wood is the way to go for me. But right now. I've been really chipping really good with my wedges. So All right, Steven, what's what, what's your, what's the what's the worst club in your bag? <laughs> no, I don't have your one. Your least favorite. They, I saw Nelly Corda, she said they said what's your favorite club like in a tournament a week or two ago and she said I love all of my children. She said I don't take uh, <laughs> I I love all my children and my balls. I don't I have a bad club that are, you know my kids, you know you love all your kids, of right? So that's what she was talking about. I think the one I use the least is my three wood because I have this little two iron joint hybrid two iron thing and that I can hit really low and it'll and it's very safe to hit and it goes maybe like 230, 240. So I end up hitting that or my driver. So I rarely hit three wood nowadays somehow. I just hit it. If I, if I want to hit it three wood distance, I'll just hit a little fade driver little, you know, little light, 50-year-old swing. We all got different different, different uh, favorites and, and, and least favorites. Um, for me, obviously, like you said, you know, I'm the newest. Uh, I have trouble with the five iron and the four iron. I just, sometimes the five iron is on point if I'm teeing off, like on a par three or something, but four iron, obviously my driver is probably my worst club in the bag. It, some days it's on point and some days it's just, it's embarrassing, you know. Um, RDB is working on that right now. I'm trying to get yeah. that dialed in. But my favorite club in a bag has got to be my putter. This ain't even bragging. I mean, you know, it's I've never four put in my life ever. Out of 35 <laughs> rounds, and I have three put. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it will. I'm just, just saying. The last it time, my brother. <laughs> in the last 30 rounds, I've three put five times. Damn. And my best round was like I think 26 putts in the round, but. 
I love my putter, bro. It's something I've always just touched and feel. I, I, I don't even, if I'm 50, 60 feet away and I'm on the rough, I'm putting. I, you know, I, <laughs> some people are like, yo, why aren't you chipping? And I'm like, well, you'll see right now. I'm like, what the hell? We were putting one time though when I was playing and I never played on Bermuda grass in my life because I'm new to this. And JR goes, you don't want to putt from there, bro. It's going to get stuck. It's like Velcro. And I was like, man, shut your ass up. Bro. I got this. Don't worry about it. That shit definitely barely made it to the fringe. I was like, what the hell? I thought I had it, but. You didn't want to know my favorite club? I was about to say, I thought you said you had no club? favorite club. You said. Well, no, I said I don't have any that I don't like. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I love all my children. But <laughs> I'm the sorry. one I love the most. What nah, is your favorite club? If I had to pick that, I'd say the one I'm having the most fun with now is the little 60 degree wedge, chipping and putting and hitting. Uh, I practice a lot on hitting like John Daly backswing to Tiger Woods follow through, but try to hit it like the four yards, full swing, five yard flops. And that's the easiest one to do that shot. So if, I figure if you practice that a lot, that's the hardest shot. Then it's hitting a stock seven iron or a hybrid or whatever. That's light work. It's, it's What's easy. your middle name again? Knight. Oh, damn. I thought it was L. So I was going to say, I'm going to call you Stephen L. L. Wedge. Stephen L. Wedge. Mal Ben. What's the bounce on your 60? I'm not that techie. I don't You're know. not that techie? Stop. Really? Yeah. I, uh, it's one of that, uh, the, the where it has the grooves to go all the way to the tip. Okay. The tip the, toe uh, or whatever. Yeah, high toe. High toe. It's kind of like a coppery yeah. vibe. But so I don't really sand them and all that stuff that much. I don't know. And right. I learned recently the difference between the spoon and the knife. Yeah. You know, so right by the hosel is the spoon and then the tip of it, the the, the lava, the, the 60 degree, that's the knife. Mm -hmm. So I try to focus on making sure that I keep it open as much as I can yeah. so that the spoon can't grab. Because sure. when it grabs, it like snatches it shut. And then another thing on those ones, when you go up really high like this and then come down, you got to let it fall. And then almost feel the sensation of like trying to chunk it at yeah. the end so which that then makes my wrist pop and the, the club will go under it smooth under it and keep the speed up mm. with a little whack at the bottom and then like tiger does that shit he'll do it all the way up and then flip it and put it in his pocket put the grip in your pocket so these guys are talking about That's jargon, the fun stuff. Golf jargon. I have no idea what they mean. Knife and spoon. I never heard none of that in my entire life. You know, but it is funny. Um, I asked Anthony Kim, I was like, yo, bro, what's your favorite club in your bag? He said, my L wedge. And I was like, what's the L wedge? He goes, 60 degree, man, 60 degree. And I was like, okay. Lob wedge. Yeah. Lob Back wedge. in the day, Ping used to make an L. It would say yeah. like a, a P or a W, which was the pitching wedge. And then the S was the sand wedge, and the L was the 60. I mean, I've seen an S and a C. They don't that, do it anymore, though. I've the seen L, the A right? approach. I just didn't know what, it, what an L was. And he, he was like, Yeah, they, they stopped doing that for some reason. Now it just says 60, and then people use 58. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people use a 58. Yeah. I went to a 58 now because, well, I, I use a 60 now, again, because the 58 just runs out a little bit too much for me and it carries too much. I need like a 85 to 90-yard club, and the 58, I'll hit 110, and it's just a little harder to knock it down um, for me anyway. But uh, I've seen a lot of guys going, you know, 54. It used to be like 52, 56, 60. Now guys are going 50, 54, 60, 58, depending on mm -hmm. the, the game. Are you analytical with your game? I mean, I, course management is what's got, like, a lot of my strokes shaving off, you know, like, like when I'm looking at things. And, yeah, but even, like, with your clubs and stuff, like, are you analytical with it? Like, I mean, I try to, to be, yeah. I'm starting to get to that now. Yeah. Like, I know, like, 120 in is when I'm most comfortable. That's the most comfortable I'm at. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I know, like... Good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know if I'm, like, 88 yards to the pin, 
I take out my, you know, my approach, take out my A wedge and, and, um, and, uh, you know, I know I'm pretty close to that. So I know I'll do that. If I'm like 45 yards in, I'll take on 60 degree wedge and try to hit it high and, you know, flop it kind of in. And mm. I mean, I played the other day and I played, I made a bunch of birdies. I played really good, but it's cause it was a uh, car path only. Mm -hmm. So I would look up on the car path. It's super far to walk, you know? So then I would think to myself, like I should take nine, eight, seven. Yeah. So then I get ready to grab all three, and then I, you know, I'm just to take the seven. Then that's why I played so well because I was taking the longest one, guaranteed I could get there, and then I would just chip it. Remember okay. that, like take two clubs extra and be horrified you're gonna fly the green, and that makes you have way more control. But I'm, I could almost, it's like like you with basketball, like you don't know how far it is, right. You just look at the the rim and shoot it. Or even like if I was going to throw you like a lighter, I could throw it from here. Or if I thought that guy way over there, I thought differently. But, you know, so somehow your body already knows what you're trying to do type of thing. Yeah. And then RDB used to make me do this training thing in a simulator where I would go to the top of the swing and hold it. And let's say it's like a six iron. If I hit it max, it's like 190, 95. So he'd either say 200, 50, or 100 but I'm holding the club here, waiting on him. And then he'd say 200, and then I'll just hit it full. And if it says 100, you gotta like, you gotta finesse it, yeah. yeah. So the, the I'm techie when it comes to the clubs and the equipment and all that, and making sure I have something that I'm comfortable with, but mainly in the shaft. Almost play better if I just t take like an extra club and then just let your body hit it how far it's supposed to go, rather than maxing out. Yeah. So now I know what you're saying. So like the other day I was playing on a par three and it was uh, 146 yards. It's technically an eight iron should get me there, especially like really low off the tee, like a tee shot. And RDB said the same thing to me. So I went up a club and I'm playing with this Swixon dude, this Cobra dude, random guys I never met in my life. I went to a seven iron and I remember getting it real close to the pin, like six feet. And the guy's like, damn, look effortless. And I was like, RDB said, hey, man, if you feel a little weird, you know, just at least maybe go up a club and just swing a lot softer and just keep, let your tempo fix it. Yeah. And I just tick-tocked, and boom, it was a good shot. When your know, instructor gives you, like, lessons and stuff and you, you go to lessons, how do you, like, digest it? Are you a person, like, he'll tell you, he'll give you the feel? Like, do you got to write notes down after you swing? Like, how, how do you digest your information? This is probably terrible, but, like, this week I had a lesson it's probably something he's repeated maybe five or six times in the last year. It just registered this week. Right. Even though he said it repeatedly, mm -hmm. right? Um, shaking hands, like on the finish of the thing, and just, you know, coming down, yo, man, you're, you're casting. It's too much, too much arms, bringing it down. Just things like that. And, and I just, it has to, uh, I mean, maybe a, a good student would write notes and things, but I just have to feel like I have to feel it and go through it. Right. So we're going through stuff that's kind of repeated, you know, like we haven't sat there and be like, all right, we're gonna learn a draw today. We're gonna learn a fade. Like I have a natural fade kind of in a way. So like, I haven't learned any of that yet. But when it comes to the basic stuff, like he's told me to stop. All right, stop. Even with the driver, he's like, hey, just hit it 150. Just, just I just want you to get your your you know your your, your the motion of your swing right, just the, the form, and just get that going. Don't worry about anything else. And so, you know, it is kind of weird when you, when you're going on your backs when you stop at the top of your swing, and then like, all right, just stop for one second. All right, now go. So, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, again, I'm just digesting everything right now. Just, but one thing I know is like, I don't listen to anybody else. I don't care, unless it's maybe Trotty sometimes, but, right. you know, posture, 
I figured that part out, you know, I'm like, damn, why am I doing this? Or, you know, even you, I hit a shot. You're like, yo, man, you hit, your head came up. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> how to keep your head down, you know, things like that. Like the basic stuff when I'm at a dress and setting up, you know. What about you? How how you, t- like, when, when you get instructions, how you take information? So basically, like, if I got, if I get, even I've, I've worked with my coach so much that now I can almost instruct myself. Right. <clears throat> where, like, if I start hitting it weird and I start thinking about too much stuff, there's a couple go-tos I could do. I could do, like, um, like the world's longest putt, right? So I feel like when I'm swinging, like, let's say it's a seven iron, and, a, and if I need to, to get my shit right, I'll just do the world's longest putt where I feel like I'm like this. And then... From there, I finished the swing. So I, I go back like this. And then at that point, I realized that my arms are in a, ba- in, a, in, a, in a terrible position. So all I can do is turn, right, with my body. And then I'll hit it pure. And then when he films me doing such a thing, where I feel like I'm like this, I'm really like this. But it feels like I'm like this. So then my brain panics and my hips turn. Right. And then I hit it perfect. Or the other go-to is I'll just go to the top of my swing and then that whole pause. And as soon as I pause, I just shut my eyes and then completely finish the swing with my eyes shut. Because uh, one of my issues, I'll go up to the top and then I do like that. Yeah. Right? Like fall back. But if you go to the top and then you shut your eyes, the last thing you're going to do is that. You know, you shut your eyes. You you got to go that way because you're scared you'll fall down. Yeah. So I got those two are the best ways that I can clean up a lot of junk quickly. But with Ron, basically, it's a percentage. So, like, I'm not, I, don't, I, I do a lot better if I swing at, like, 70, 80%. Yeah. So when, I'm, when I go out there and I'm swinging 100, 110%, he's just like, come on, dude. We, how many times <laughs> have we done this? Like, sw- like practice swing 60% and hit it 80%. Right. And, and the wild thing is, is when I go in the simulator and I do that, it's like, if I even hit it 60%, it goes just as far as the 100% because I'm hitting it in the middle of the club and I'm using my body and the tempo and I'm puring it. It goes just as far anyway. So right. one of my main issues is like violence like swinging violently you know so so that's because i learned when i was little and i was only like 12 when i learned so remember that axing the thing i, I was violent you know <laughs> probably where it started the damn sure. work yo uh golf. favorite golf shot of the week man steve what was your favorite golf oh, shot i this made week? it remember when we were when we were uh I had to go because I was going to go make my shot. So I hit hit on this par five at Preserve. I hit driver, and then I had like 250-something uphill, and I I hit a three-wood, my my favorite club, right? I did hit a three-wood with a little fade and rolled it up like five foot. Nice. And then to be honest, actually, I was five foot above the hole, so that that three-wood felt great. And I saw it hit the green. The green was a bit uphill, but... I wasn't, you know, so far away. I'm watching, and I, I saw it bounce high. So that means I hit the green. I didn't hit the rough on or the fringe on the way up, which would have yeah. rejected it, and it rolled. So when I saw it bounce, I knew I was in good shape. But the putt was like a five, six-foot putt, like slider down this big hill. And I didn't make the putt, but that putt, that stroke was perfect, and it was turning in, and it lipped out or something. But even though I didn't make the putt, that putt was almost felt better than even hitting a really good driver and then a good three wood. And then I just pured that putt. Didn't go in, but. Mm. 
Favorite golf shot of the week, JR? I would say my, I had a three wood, um, played a Floridian with my boy Vic, and I had a three, I think it was like seven or something like that. And it's a short, it's a short par four, but it was into the wind, blowing, the wind was blowing crazy that day, and I drove the green with a three wood. And it was, it was obviously a, a really good shot, but the thing I re really remember more than even the shot, I three putted and made par. <laughs> <laughs> I was and I was literally 10, 15 feet from the pin, and I still I still three putted, bro. It's I don't know, hell of a game, isn't it? It's a hell of it's a game. A, what about you? Last week I had uh, well this this past weekend I had the the worst round in a long time. I played this tough course called the Farms. It's a country club, and um, I'm playing with guys I want to impress. You know, tailor made executives, and <laughs> <laughs> I lost. Uh, seven balls so that's 14 strokes right there and i was like the takeaways from that was like yo man you know that was probably the meanest texas wedge up and down i've seen in my life so the next day i played uh this course called arrowwood and the last four holes is called the quandary so the toughest holes in the course and i'm playing with these guys i never played just just random guys and um i uh you know we get down to the approach shot and the guy's like hey man this par four getting on in three is actually a good thing and these dudes hit it into a lake, every single one of them. And um, I used my six iron and I got over, it was a weird green, there's a lake. It's on a mountain, so it's like an uphill, like the green's here. It's a bunker here, bunker here. I hit the ball, I got on, on the third shot. And there's a mountain like this, and then there's a fence, so it doesn't go into the lake. And it got stuck on the side of the mountain. So now I have a 25 foot putt from the rough going uphill and then going kind of weird, like this weird slope. So I have 25 foot putt for par and I knocked it in, bro. And it was like, and in front of all of them, they're like, damn, we should videotaped it. And I didn't get excited, act like it was nothing. You know, I was just like. No big deal. No big deal, man. Easy game. Easy yeah, game. so that was definitely Easy my game. shot of the week. So JR, man, uh, tell me like, what's, what's, what's your 2023 looking like? Like, you know, like what do you, what's your golf year looking like? Um, I got what five events this uh, fall, or fall uh, this spring with with the school team, um, playing the ACC, trying to get into the Pebble Pro Am, trying to figure out a golf trip somewhere. I want to go play the old course and, and and get across the pond a little bit. I haven't really played over there, so we gotta a make a trip golf. to Asia, dog. I need to bring you to Japan, bro. Man, sign me up, dog. Let me go. I mean, <laughs> my man got the stores. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, what are you manifesting though? Like, you know, like, are you honestly? I'm trying to get to like a plus two by the end of the summer. Damn. I'm a two right now, so I'm trying to get to a plus two. God damn. How about you, Jared? What's what's uh what's twenty three looking like for you this year, man? A lot of golf. I'm gonna um, <laughs> play every day try to at least putt or do something i got this new um like a like a yardstick this metal yardstick putting tool thing and basically you put the ball on it and you try to putt it to the end right but it's very difficult to do and that's the it's really good help for like three four foot putts five foot putts so even if it's just that just try to keep practicing and then travel wise i'm gonna go all over and back i'm gonna um do a bunch of different tour stuff. I'm a caddy in a, in a, in a, I'm a caddy in the Pro-Am. And then I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to do Augusta. I'm going to do um, Evian again. Nice. The women's uh, tournament in Evian. 
I'm going to go uh, do the Hamptons this summer for sure. Look at you, man. And go do all the real good ones. And then I'm going to try to win the uh, the club championship at uh, at the Preserve where I play up in Carmel. Mm. Nice. Nice, man. I need to win a club it. championship. Man. I know. And then you get a plaque. I get yeah. a plaque on my locker. Yeah, I'm I'm not there yet. Man. I need this that some, plaque. Some little three-man club. You know, it's a small little <laughs> home club. Um, Yeah, you know, same thing, man. I'm... Uh, Trying to play 100 rounds this year. Um, we gonna do the other 260 days, <laughs> bro. I got three businesses, three kids. You know, the demanding wife is tough. I got three pro amps coming up, so that's exciting. You know, um, I got my first golf tournament, the Wash Lord, which you guys are playing in in April. Hope that goes successful. You know, we got big title sponsors, big sponsors coming in. It's, it's gonna be exciting, and definitely I want to play overseas. You know, I want to play more overseas. And I mean, I've never played in Europe. Um, this place in London called uh, The Grove has asked me to uh, possibly host the Wash Lord in London next year. So I'm going to go check that out. But, you know, I just want to kind of like, I don't mind if my handicap stays the same for the rest of the year. I think that it's so inconsistent. Now I can't really read the gin. I can't believe what the gin's because like, I'm just writing what the scores really go in there. And it's just, it's weird. It doesn't really move now. But um, I want to kind of, again, be more analytic. I want to understand more about why something's doing something. And, you know, when I hear somebody hit a ball and they tell me, oh, damn, I kind of hit like on the upper groove. I'm like, you know what groove it hit on your club, bro? <laughs> and of course, these are pros. And I'm like, yeah, you know, so just, you know, want to focus on that. Um, I'm excited, bro. You know, I'm excited for not just this show, but just again, to, to get out there and really, um, you know, play some of these, uh, take advantage of the access I have for my, for my you know, I guess, I don't know if my position, my status in, in, in the world. And why not take advantage of, of the places I'm getting invited to to play at? So, you know, I'm, I'm extremely blessed and, and really excited to, to be around you guys, too. And um, just continue. Man, I got a couple clubs dropping, too, some more clubs and uh, collaborations. And Just make sure that you come to my house, man. <laughs> exactly. So, yo, man, that's a wrap for part three today. We always invite you guys to come join our foursome. we got a lot of exciting things happening. You know, we'll be doing country club reviews, course reviews, bag reviews, club reviews, and ball reviews, everything you think of. And uh, we have some exciting guests coming on the show. And um, excited for part three, man. You know, we, we're, we're going to keep this going and, and uh, want to change the game, grow the game, invest in golf, as my man Steven says. And, uh, you know, much love to, to Steven, JR. Any, you guys want to say anything? Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. See you on the next one. <laughs> Until then. Peace.